You are listening to Packers Talk Radio Network. PackersTalk.com. You're listening to No Huddle Radio on the Packers Talk Radio Network. Your home for in-depth and thoughtful Packers analysis. I'm your host, J.J. Leahy. My co-host is my good friend, Gil Martin. In addition to this show, I host Cheese and Packers. Gil is the host of Locked On NHL. He also writes for the Packers Post and Cheesehead TV. We're here to talk Packers because you're all here for one thing, and that's a lovely Green Bay football. Well, Gil, we are, uh, at the time of this episode being uploaded, we are 12 days away from beginning of Packers training camp. Isn't that right? That is correct. We are very close. You can almost taste it. And I am very much looking forward to uh, to seeing training camp get underway and having something new and exciting to write about for that matter when yeah. it comes to, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, when it comes to uh, writing for uh, Cheesehead TV and the Packers Post, because it's it's a fairly quiet time right now. And yet so much is about to start happening. Yeah, all the uh, podcasters and writers that I know are maybe not struggling is the right word, but they're tired of trying to think of creative topics to dig into. And um, you and I still have a backload of episodes that we want to get to. And it looks like we're probably not going to get to the topic we did last year right before training camp, which was like our burning questions for training camp. What do we want to learn? Right. But I did put out the call on Twitter asking what folks want to know the most about training camp. And uh, one of my top items, of course, was Bakhtiari and his health. And is he going to be ready to get back to work? And that was certainly something that was shared uh, by my Twitter followers. We also had a question. Linda wrote in and said she wants to see how the receivers work out. So I was kind of mulling over the receivers. Uh, because it is an interesting topic, and I determined that I think there are four burning questions I have for the Packers wide receivers. Number one, can Alan Lazard consistently be who he was versus New Orleans in that 2020 game where he ultimately ended up, unfortunately, suffering that core muscle injury? But he was electric and unguardable, and you know that was your glimpse versus a very good defense of what he could look like as a wide receiver one. And so I'm interested to see, uh, can he be that consistently? Because we know he can be in flashes. My second receiver question, I struggle with how to word this nicely, but does Sammy Watkins still have it? Or is he starting to look old? It's a, it's a valid question. It is a Um, valid question. For a young guy. Has Christian Watson's hands, or have I should say, have Christian Watson's hands continued to prove to improve? Sorry, I'm stumbling over my words. Um, continue to improve. He looked a lot better uh, in minicamp working with Rodgers than he had in college. He didn't seem to be struggling with the drops the way that um, that he had in college. So that was encouraging. But you know. It was a very limited sample size. I'm interested to see what he looks like in training camp. That's definitely the area where he needs to improve the most is in his hands. Um, I, I it seemed like he was getting good separation and running good routes in minicamp, uh, especially given that he was going up against Jair Alexander. 
it was encouraging. And then finally, my last burning question for the receivers was how much, to what degree is Amari Rogers getting looks in camp? Is he actually being um, featured in this offense at all, or is he still an afterthought? So those are my burning questions for the Packers wide receivers uh, this training camp. Those are good choices. I, I like those. And uh, yeah, I mean, receiver is going to be an area that's going to be watched so closely this year. I still think at the end of the day, the Packers will figure out what they have to do Mm -hmm. uh, to get a, I'm not saying that we're going to see a star group of receivers that we're going to have pro bowl players necessarily at the position, but they'll get the job done. And that to me is the most important thing. Absolutely. I think that I'm right there with you. And I think that there is room for the Packers offense on the whole to be better this year than it was last year. Cause last year it stalled out too many times. If they can be more consistent, I think that you could finish the year with more points scored, uh, maybe more first downs, more uh, yards gained uh, better in all three of those categories on the season in 2022 than you had in 2021, despite the loss of Devontae Adams. It'll be interesting to see what shakes out. It will. It definitely will. Uh, I think it wouldn't surprise me that the offense ends up gaining less yards than it did a year ago, but scoring Mm. roughly the same amount of points. And I think part of that is going to be because the defense is going to be better And I think we'll have a short field a little bit more often than we have in the past. All right. Mark it down. July, uh, we're recording this on the 14th. Gil says fewer yards, but the same number of points. Uh, Same number of points due to improved defense. Mm -hmm. So uh, we'll come back and revisit that. I think they're going to be better in all three of the categories I mentioned. Gil's prediction is similar um, but not quite there. So we'll see at the end of the year if either one of us are right. And if so, which one of us is more right? Uh, so we got two <laughs> things we're going to do today. One, we're going to talk about the Packers schedule this year. We're going to make our picks for where we see losses coming on this schedule. Uh, because you know what we were, I think we were both tempted to pick the Packers to go 17 and zero, and then <laughs> Finally, we had to had to concede that they're going to lose at least one game somewhere, if, if only in the preseason. Um, so we're going to look at that. And I, I want to talk about what kind of teams the Packers lose to, because I've seen a number of of uh, analysts out there trying to pick where they think the Packers losses are going to come. And they immediately just look to, well, who are the best teams on the schedule? They pick those four or five opponents and say, well, they're going to lose these games. They'll sweep all the bad teams. And that's as far as they go. And I just, you know what? No disrespect, but I think that's um, a lazy take that is uninformed and does not um, speak of a a familiarity with the Packers. So uh, that's what I want to get to. And then we're also going to do, we're going to make sure we save time for this. All right. I swear. We're going to save time. We're going to dedicate enough time. We are going to do a draft of the NFC North. Gil and I are each going to draft a football team. And Gil wanted to know, is this for 2022 only, or is this a dynasty team? You know what? There is a tomorrow. You do have to take the future into consideration when you're making your picks. So we're going to get into that. 
And to make sure we save time for that, we're going to start on our schedule review right now. So, Gil, week one, Minnesota Vikings. Uh, what are you, what are your thoughts on this game? Uh, it's not going to be easy, but I think it'll be a win. Uh, Minnesota with a new coach and, you know, different philosophy. I think Minnesota will probably be better in the second half of the season than they are mm-hmm. in the first half of the season. And I think green Bay will be ready and they'll start the season one and zero. Yeah. The Vikings secondary is super young. Um, they have some experienced guys there who are not good football players. They have some really intriguing and exciting young talent at corner and at safety. And I think that they're going to need a little bit of time to get going. I recognize that this is the Packers weaker side of the ball going up against the Vikings weaker side of the ball. Um, so maybe the Packers even this up a little bit. I think the only thing in this game that is going to give the Vikings a fighting chance besides the fact that Justin Jefferson is as close to unguardable as you can get without being named Devante. The Vikings defensive line is pretty stout and we have questions about the Packers offensive line. So I think that there is there is a world where the Vikings defensive line puts it all together. I've made references to this a couple times now, but in 20, uh, 2019 week one this is Matt LaFleur's first game coaching the Packers and you had brand new Zedarius and Preston Smith coming off the edge, terrorizing Mitch Trubisky. This time you got. Zadarius Smith and Daniil Hunter, who are both excellent pass rushers, they're going to be working with a stout interior defensive line. If they can get pressure on Rodgers with just their front four, it's going to be a long day for the green and gold. So that right there is my key to watch in that game. But I also uh, project a win for the Packers at Vikings. Week two. Bears at Packers. Here's my question to you. Do the Bears score any points at all in this game? Is it the over-under, do they score more than zero points in this game? Yeah, I, I don't really feel comfortable predicting a shutout, but I don't think they're going to score a lot. Do you think they score more or less than seven points? Hmm. The fact that I have to think about it speaks volumes. <laughs> uh, I'll say more, but probably not more than 10 points. And some of those points may be in garbage time. I I, I see where you're going with that. I'm going to take the opposite approach. And I think that the Packers allow points on the first drive of the game and then not at all for the whole rest of the game. So uh, it being the Packers, I think I'll take seven points total for the bears in this game, but it's going to all come in the opening drive um, for the bears. Okay. And the, I, th- I think the Packers will comfortably put up, uh, you know, 24 or more points, actually maybe a lot more points. It, it just depends on how they, pl- how they um, manage the game because the bears defense this year is their weak side of the ball. As bad as their offense is, I think they are much, much worse on defense. I think mm. that, just about any team they are going to play, at least for the first half of the season, is going to be able to have their way with the Bears defense. Okay. I'll say um, I'll say 30 to 7 is my score prediction for 
Bears at Packers in week two. Our first real test, though, is going to come in week three at Buccaneers. Mm -hmm. This one is a game I am super looking forward to because ever since the NFC Championship game, um, Brian Gutekunst has been working very hard to build a team that could specifically stop the 2020 Buccaneers. Yeah. So we're two years removed from that game. Um, I am curious how this is going to go. We have a very good secondary. I think it's the best secondary in football. The Buccaneers are missing uh, Rob Gronkowski. Uh, maybe he's going to unretire again midseason and come back. Uh, we'll see. That's a very Gronk thing to do. But in week <laughs> three, they shouldn't have Gronk. Um, they're going to be much more limited offensively than they have been the last couple of years. We also have two rangy linebackers that we didn't have last time. I think that it's um, I think defensively, I feel comfortable taking on the Bucks. The problem is the Bucks still have a pretty good uh, defense of their own. And I by this time, by week three, I think we will have more of a feel for how this offensive line is gelling. Mm hmm. But as we're sitting here today in July, I can't comfortably say that I think that our offensive line is going to hold up. And I'm interested to see what happens. Yeah, it, it will be interesting. I think this is sort of where we have our first loss. If I had to, uh, mm. if I had to guess, uh, I would say this is where we lose our first game. I think I'm going to predict a win for the Packers here. The Packers always win a game, but they probably win about two games a year that they shouldn't and lose two games a year that they really shouldn't. And then you got that, you got a couple games in there where it really makes sense that they would lose it. But I, I think this game, I think the Packers are going to come out on top. Um, might be, um, it might be, challenging again having them go down to florida uh this is going to be a, a road game for them september 25th it'll probably still be pretty hot at that point in mm -hmm. the year in tampa that could be an issue um i'm not i'm not i'm i wouldn't say i have a high degree of confidence confidence that they win this but i think that the bucks are a different team than they were a much different team than they were. And the Packers much more importantly are a much different team than they were. Right. Um, the, the Buccaneers do still have a, a very, very good uh, defense and offense. One of the problems they had last year, their run defense was really poor and their tackling was abysmal. So if Matt LaFleur comes better prepared and has a good game plan, he should be able to run AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones down the throats of the Buccaneers. Uh, you still got to watch out for Levante David and Devin. Yeah, White. that's the thing. Sealing off the edge. They got to run it down the middle. That's what they have to do. Um, and the, and, and the they never do. They always try to run wide on the Buccaneers, and it drives me up the wall because I write an article previewing the game, yep. and every one of the last three or four times we played the Buccaneers, I say run between the tackles, don't try to run wide, and they try to run wide and they don't they don't get very many yards and it drives me nuts. Their overall defense was pretty middle of the pack last year. Now they were suffering some injuries, um, but last year it was entirely just the offense that carried them. 
and uh, they're 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 going to be much more limited offensively just from a player standpoint if they're going to try and run the exact same thing they did last year. Uh, just they're, they're just missing a couple key pieces. Um, but you also have to consider the coaching change there in Tampa, yes. uh, which, you know what, rewinding a minute, that's something that really intrigues me about that week one game versus the Vikings as well. I don't care about the coaching change for Chicago for week two. That's not going to affect anything. Not this year, but I'm interested to see what Kevin O'Connell does with the Vikings and what kind of culture he instills, because the thing with the Vikings is they have never lacked for talent. They just usually can't get out of their own way. Mm-hmm. And if you have um, if Kevin O'Connell can successfully bring in a good culture and tighten things up by week one, not impossible that uh, this is a, a much more dangerous looking Vikings team. But for the Buccaneers, who is it? Todd Bowles, I think, is the new head coach there in Tampa. Um, been with them for a long time, obviously. Very, um, very smart guy. Maybe they change up the offense a bit. I, th- I think Brady is still the de facto uh, offensive coordinator, though. So uh, we'll, hmm. we'll see what they do there. Week four, Patriots. Is this a win or a loss? I think it's a win. So you're picking the Packers to win in week three and lose or no, sorry to lose in week three and win in week four. Yes. Oh, this is a challenging one. The Patriots are so bruising up front and that's the kind of thing that really murders the Packers. If you can get pressure with your front four and then totally negate the run with your front seven, the Packers historically have not been able to overcome that. Um, the uh, Patriots last year, uh, they were a bit leaky in run defense, uh, a little bit better better than average in pass rush. Most of their defensive prowess came in coverage. That's the kind of defense that the Packers have their way with. Yep. Offensively, um, very prolific running team not super worried about their passing team. I think that this, I think you're probably right. This is the kind of team the Packers should be built to overcome, especially with our new look defensive line. So as long as the offensive line can keep Rogers clean, I think that they can outlast the Patriots. Yeah. And, and you know, the other sort of last factor that I put in there, the Tampa Bay game is on the road. The new mm. England game is at home. I think that gives the Packers a little bit more of an edge over the Patriots. And I, I think this is the this New England game is going to be a big uh, measuring stick for the yeah. run defense, which is supposed to be changed and improved significantly this year. Uh, let, let's see what the defense does against a good running team like the Pats. Uh, the following week, we have the Giants. This one clearly should be a win. Uh, the uh, Giants have had a good defensive line for a couple of years. Uh, they did add Kayvon Thibodeau, um, but their linebackers are bad. They're starting a new safety. Uh, JC Jackson, um, uh, of course, is, or, or sorry, I'm sorry, Adoree Jackson is a uh, competent corner, um, but uh, opposite him, you got Jaron Williams, who is a uh, 2022 pick. Um, he played decently well in 2021 after not really playing in 2020. Just not super nervous about him. Um, no. 
overall, the strength of this team is their defense. Their offense still looks pretty bad. Uh, Saquon Barkley has been bad for uh, two, really almost three years in a row now. He hasn't really been good since his rookie year. Still gets a lot of respect, and I don't think that that is uh, deserved anymore. Well, the injuries Uh, have taken their toll on his career, unfortunately. The talent has always been there, but the injuries really slowed him down. And then on the offensive line, you got one good tackle in Andrew Thomas, who's a freak. Uh, you're starting Evan Neal at right tackle. Maybe by this point in the season, what is this, week uh, five? Week six? Week five. Week by, five. By week five, maybe uh, Evan Neal is uh, really playing some solid football. That could be a thing if they got two really good tackles. The interior of their offensive line is a problem. Uh, they don't have a good center. They don't have a good left guard. The Packers should be able to get pressure. Um, and then you've got uh, Daniel Jones, who is one of the most turnover prone quarterbacks in the league. Yep. I just don't think that they have the weapons to do anything to us. Kenny Galladay has not been a problem for the Packers at, basically ever. Um, <laughs> uh, you got uh, Kadarius Tony. If he's going to play, I have my doubts if he's going to play because he's uh, a goofball and is doing goofball things. You got Sterling Shepard over there who has never been a problem for us. Rookie tight end Daniel Bellinger, who on this team uh, is supposed to cause a problem for us? I don't see it. Yeah, no, I I think there is no question to me this should be a win. The Packers are the better team on paper. My only concern is the fact that this is in London, that this is something completely different and long road trips have been a little bit of an issue for the Packers over the years under Matt LaFleur. I'm just hoping that the team is ready to play and is not busy soaking in all the London atmosphere and the different situation. Now, obviously that goes for the giants as well, but that's, I'm more concerned about the sort of off the field distractions than I am Mm -hmm. about being beaten by the giants. So we're at week five at this point and these last three games, Buccaneers, Patriots, Giants. I think that they all should be winnable. I'm going to, I'm not going to pick the Packers to lose any of these games individually, but I will pick them to drop one of these games collectively. I think they go two and one in this stretch. Um, And I'm lumping the Giants in there for the reasons you outlined. I think that that is uh, maybe a trap, Uh, but individually I would bet on the Packers to win all three of these collectively. I think they'll go two and one through that stretch. Fair enough. Then we have the Jets. Um, here's the thing with the jets. Uh, they stink. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the jets did add, um, Garrett Wilson in the draft. Uh, very, very, uh, polished, uh, dynamic wide receiver. Um, in the slot, they got Elijah Moore, who was one of the better, uh, rookies drafted last year. Um, opposite those guys, you got Corey Davis, not a very good player. He's he's fine, but not anybody that you're scared of. Right. Their offensive line is just mediocre. It, it's okay. Not Which is amazing. the best it's been in like five years, but yeah. Absolutely. Lakin Tomlinson, uh, George Fant, Connor McGovern, Elijah Vera Tucker, Makai Becton. Any one of these five, I think are totally fine on any offensive line, but collectively, I just don't think that they're anything special. They are fine as like the fourth or fifth best offensive lineman you have. Maybe even the third offensive lineman you have. Uh, Connor McGovern was the ninth 
highest graded center in football last year. Right. But on the whole, it's just, it's not a concerning group. CJ Uzoma uh, did do some work against the Packers last year with the Bengals. He's a very good player. The problem that I have is the guy throwing the ball, Zach Wilson. I have less than zero confidence in him. I, I, I think he's one of the worst quarterbacks in football. Uh, well, the people are going to be kinder than I am to him. I, I'm not going to be that much kinder, but the question to me becomes, you know, in his second season, is he, you know, going to take a jump and improve over his first season? That, you know, the talent is unquestionably there. He was a first round pick for a reason. Oh, I, I will question it. I said he shouldn't be drafted in the first round. Uh, well, I, okay. I, I'm questioning it. <laughs> no, no, that's fine. But, uh, you know, I, I think the big thing for me is how big a step forward, if at all, does he take in year yeah. two? Because yeah. I think he'll be better than he was in his rookie season uh, as long as off-the-field distractions don't get him too much. But, you know. Okay. Okay. Uh, they drafted running back Brees Hall. Uh, seems like a pretty solid player. I have no problems with um, putting a rookie running back out there. No. Um, I, I, I think that uh, Brees Hall could do some damage, especially if this offensive line um, can block for him well. And they were a pretty good run blocking um, unit last year. Overall, on the, off- on the offense, they don't scare me. Uh, if the defense is able to do something, I think the offense can kind of keep up. The problem is the defense last year was horrific. And this year, they are starting three rookies. You got Jermaine Johnson, the edge rusher, who I really liked in the draft. Mm-hmm. Um, opposite him, you got Carl Lawson. Um, actually, he's not a rookie, but um, he I think he did not play for... What was his situation last year? There's something funny where he didn't play the whole season last year, okay. uh, but, but they are playing uh sauce Gardner at quarterback, very talented kid. Um, we saw what Eric Stokes did as a rookie last year. I think that should be uh sauce Gardner's goal is to kind of replicate that. Um, and I think that he can be quite good. The safety group, Jordan Whitehead is pretty good. Uh, LaMarcus Joyner is pretty good. Your other corner, DJ Reed fine player. All right. Your DBs. I'm not concerned about your defensive line is a problem. The linebackers are really bad. If this defense is able to slow the Packers down, the Packers have huge questions to answer about their own season. Yeah. And I don't think that's going to happen. I, I think player by player, you go straight through this lineup. The Packers are the better team. The big disadvantage, of course, is that the Packers were offered a buy coming back from London and chose not to take it. So uh, does the jet lag situation and the recovery period from London affect the Packers against the Jets? Either way, that may, in my mind, make the game a little closer, but I think the Packers should win it. You know, a, a snarky podcast host might call the Jets a bye week anyways and attempted <laughs> to do that. But but I'll be I'll be classier. I just got done trashing their quarterback. After that, for the first time in history, we play the Washington Commanders. There you go. One of the most uninspiring new names in all of sports. But um, but Washington does a few things well. They have a pretty good offensive line. And they're going to be protecting Carson Wentz, who is not amazing, but he is far from a slouch. He's capable. He is capable. Their defensive line is always a problem. Mm-hmm. Got four first round picks and Chase Young, uh, Jonathan Allen, 
Deron Payne and Montez Sweat. Those boys are mean. They are um, fast and yep. good. Just good. Last year they couldn't do much, uh, but uh, you know they were trying to work with Taylor Heineke under center. I think Carson Wentz is going to do them a little bit better. Uh, the other thing is that um, they have some good receivers. Terry McLaurin is an excellent receiver. Yes. Uh, Curtis Samuel didn't really get to play last year, but he is a darn good football player as well. Uh, two Ohio State boys. And then <sighs> Jahan Dotson from Penn State um, should be starting on the other side. If you got those three guys on the field and a not too shabby tight end in Logan Thomas, he's not a world beater, but he's absolutely competent. I think they're going to be able to put up some points. The question for me is going to be running back. Uh, they have a, just a pile of guys at running back, and I'm not sure who's supposed to be the starter. So they have J.D. McKissick, uh, Antonio Gibson. Um, those, those are the, the two guys who have uh, kind of led that backfield in the past. But then they dra- drafted – uh, Brian Robinson out of Bama last year. Yeah, I think it, unless he just, you know, like can't find the bathroom, doesn't know where the heck he is uh, in, in training camp, just like does not belong. I think I would be pushing to make him the starting running back as early as possible this season. I think that's going to be your best bet. Um, if you're not starting Brian Robinson, I'm just not concerned about their running game. Well, we may see the running back by committee, which so many teams do nowadays, but yeah, again, to me, Washington, the defensive line is, is the biggest concern for me, but top to bottom again, on this roster, the Packers should be better. And I I think McLaurin will be a good test for the Packers secondary, Mm -hmm. but I think green Bay will be ready for it. It's a road game, which makes it a little tougher uh, and it's the first of three straight road games. And if you include London, four out of five. But I still think this is a win. Here, all right, question for you. When was the last time that the uh, Washington, whatever they were at the time, beat the Packers? When was the last time? Top of your head. Uh, uh, was that 2018? It was 2018. The, they're relatively evenly matched since 2010. So 2010, um, there was an overtime win by the uh, Washington Redskins. 2013, the Packers won 38 to 20. 2016, mm-hmm. the first time. Is this right? Well, there's no, a playoff. The playoffs. Yes, yeah. the playoffs. Uh. Packers won 35 to 18. The 2016 game, Redskins won 42 to 24. Mm-hmm. 2018, Redskins won 31 to 17. And then the yep. last two have been uh, trouncings by the Packers uh, with, with score boxes that looked much closer than the games ever were. So, right. Um, do we think there's a, sh- a shot that the Packers lose this game? Well, yeah, I, I look, I don't think the red, uh, excuse me, the commanders, see, it's going to take a little time. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't think the commanders are, are a team that is terrible. I just think they're not as good as the Packers. I, you know, th- that's a team that could sneak in as one of the wild cards in the NFC yeah. if a few things break right for them. But I, I just think the Packers are the better team and Rodgers 
I mean, the edge at quarterback, if Rodgers is healthy, is significant. Uh, so uh, I, I still think this is a W. Here's one problem. Could be a trap game. The next week, the Packers play the Bills. Yeah, I know. At Buffalo. Yep. This is the game that everybody is picking the Packers to lose. And I have thoughts on that. Do you want to answer first or do you want to hear my thoughts? You can go first this time. Here's the thing. The Bills are an excellent, excellent football team. No question about it. My problem is unless Von Miller really changes the DNA of that defense. The problem with the Bills is that everything they do well are the things that the Packers handle pretty well. And the things that the Packers struggle with, the Bills are just kind of okay at. Well, this is this is a very very good team. They should be Super Bowl favorites, I think. I uh, agree. Certainly certainly favorites to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl. No question. I am I am picking them to win almost every single game they play this year. Mhm. Including Packers, this one? The Packers, I think, are uniquely set up to go toe-to-toe with the Bills. And I think that this game is going to just come down to um, a play or two here or there. You know, who who's having a bad day, that kind of stuff. They have an okay offensive line. It's not that good. You know, when we were talking about the Jets' offensive line, I'd say the Jets have a little bit better offensive line than the Bills do. It's slightly problematic. Dawson Knox is a very good fantasy tight end. Right. I like Dawson Knox. Yeah. There's, there's not a lot of great uh, tight ends in the league right now. No. Dawson Knox is not Mark Andrews. He's not Travis Kelsey. He's, he's a, a, an average, very likable. And, and um, from a fantasy football standpoint, productive tight end. I'm not picking him to cause any problems for the Packers. They're wide receivers. You got to watch out for Stefan Diggs, obviously. And Gabriel Davis was sneaky good last year. I, I, I think that Jair can handle Stefan Diggs because we've seen him do it for years in Minnesota. I'm just right. I, the, the one thing that they could do, because they're not going to get anything done um, with their running backs. The one thing they could do is hurt the Packers by running Josh Allen. That's maybe a thing, That's- but we, We've got That's a different-looking defense this year. Yeah, then- but, you know, you, you you prefaced this whole discussion about this game by saying that the things the Bills do well are the things the Packers handle well. And the first thing that popped into my mind when you said that is, except for the fact that the Bills have a running quarterback, someone who can really do damage with his legs, not just his arm. And I would say in the last three, four, five years – that has been a weakness of the Packers defense that I hope changes this year, but I have to see it first. I But last year, even, they didn't struggle with it to the extent that they usually do. They looked about pretty average against running quarterbacks last year. They How many real good running quarterbacks did they face last year? Because they didn't end up facing... I mean, they saw the backup on the Ravens, and he ran... Uh, pretty well. He ran in as that well game. as Lamar Jackson did. Yeah, yeah. So he did some damage in that. Kept that game. No, no, no. I, I'm saying just as a player, he did. But against the Packers, he wasn't that impactful on the ground. Well, 
again, uh, I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to get the numbers on that game. But uh, we played against Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, Justin Fields, um, uh, Tyler Huntley, the backup for the Ravens, right. who, Tyler who Huntley, was as effective as effective on the season as a runner as uh, Lamar Jackson has been. Okay, here, here, here's what Tyler Huntley did running against the Packers. 13 runs, 73 yards, two touchdowns. I'd say that's a pretty darn good running game for a quarterback. All right, I'll give you Tyler Huntley. It, <laughs> I, I'll give you Tyler Huntley, but I, but you know what? I, I'm, I'm still, I'm just not as concerned as I was a year ago. And We've got Devondre Campbell and Quay Walker. We yep. don't usually have linebackers who can help with this kind of thing. So uh, continuing on with, with the Bills, their defensive line. Von Miller needs to change this defensive line because otherwise they're going to need help from their linebackers and their DBs to get pressure. You're going to have to blitz. You have to get pressure on Aaron Rodgers with just your front four if you want to beat the Packers. You got Von Miller, who's excellent. You got Daquan Jones, who is not good. You got Ed Oliver, who was okay last year, but has not been very good in his career. You got Gregory Russo, who I liked in the draft. Um, he had a decent season last year. Maybe mm-hmm. he turns it on and he explodes, and Von Miller and Gregory Russo are terrorizing the NFL. Maybe that happens. I have to see it first. Right. I, yeah. I agree with that. I, and, and then they don't have good linebackers. Their best linebacker is Matt Milano, who ha, have we ever had reason to talk about Ed Milano or uh, Matt Milano when we're talking about uh, linebackers? Because we talk about linebackers a lot on this podcast. Trinidad yeah, is no. a bad linebacker. I just the Bills are a very good team, but they do not have the edge on the Packers in those key categories. The Packers are a very good team. They go toe-to-toe with the best teams in the league and handle them all the time. And it's just teams with a unique DNA who are uh, have a really mean front four and good linebackers that are able to uh, hurt the Packers. And, and that's just not the Bills. I think that this is going to be a close game, but I, I, I'm picking the Packers to win it. Yeah, I think it's a close game, and I'm picking the Packers to fall just short. And I think the running of Josh Allen is going to be the big, the big difference. I, I, the same way you said you had to see the bills pass rush improve before you could, or the front four. I want to see the Packers defend running quarterbacks, especially a dangerous one like Allen before I'm ready to sign off. And look, if they do it, it, that one stat in and of itself may be enough to make this a W, but they have to do it first. Could be, could be. All right, uh, next week, Lions. Uh, we play the Lions twice, obviously, and this is the first time we'll be playing them. We're already in uh, early November by this point. I think the Lions are going to be greatly improved. They did beat the Packers the last time we played, and then uh, yeah, but you, we were resting. If you rewind our- to 2018 and earlier, the Lions were pretty formidable against us. But do we have much concern that the Packers uh, could fall to the Lions this time? Uh, the only, the bigger concern I have, look, the, the lions are improved. I agree with you. Uh, by the way, I'll be at this game. Yes. Which is, which is really nice. And, uh, let me know how Ford field is. 
Uh, the big concern I have about this game, yeah, the Lions will be better, but this is also the third consecutive road game for the Packers. And again, if you add London, which although is technically a home game, it's the fourth road trip in five weeks. And that plus the division rivalry. And if Detroit is indeed, let's even say this, this is uh, week nine. I'm not sure when the Lions buy is, but let's even say Detroit is they have four a and four. Early it's they have an early buy. Okay, let's yeah. say they're four and three heading into this game. And they're within sniffing distance of Green Bay, two games back, let's say, with a chance to pull to within one. That's like their Super Bowl. That's like their, we're at home, we're facing a division rival. We can pull ourselves right into the thick of the division race. That's like their big game of the year almost coming in the middle of the season. So I think Detroit will be up for this game. All of that being said, I still think the Packers win it, but it is, it is not as easy as it first looks on paper. Okay. Uh, I, I'm taking the lions to lose because of their defense. Um, maybe they'll get a little bit of a boost. If the Packers are looking ahead a week to the Cowboys, Right. It's going to be at Lambeau. This is the return of Mike McCarthy. Yeah. Uh, Cowboys are, are probably going to be a good team. Um, I, I Here's my question to you. Would the Packers have beaten the Cowboys last year? Yes or no? In a playoff game or a regular season game? Um, I don't know that it matters, but regular season. Uh, I would say in the regular season, yes, they would okay. have. Okay. I think they're going to be a slightly worse team this year. Right. The Cowboys. So yep. I'm. I'm going to take the Packers to win, but I think it's going to be a barn burn. It's going to be a lot of fun. If nothing oh, yeah. else, the emotions are going to be high. This will be a fun game. I'm looking forward to it very much. I, I mean, I have memories of, you know, Mike Holmgren coming back. And 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 this is sort of like the equivalent where you got a guy who's uh, won, you know, a Super Bowl for the Packers uh, and, and is coming back to coach. And it's a good team and it's a rivalry to begin with. Uh, but I think the Packers find a way to get it done. And and part of it, I think, is Mike McCarthy's propensity for mm-hmm. kind of not managing the clock well or not coming up big in in, in tight situations. When, when this game is on the line, I think the Cowboys will make a mistake that will cost them the game. The following week, we have Titans at Packers. Um the way this went last time, I think, was impacted by the weather. And I would yeah. not expect November 17th to feature that much weather. So I think this is going to be a slog. Um, and as we get close, I think we're going to have a lot more to talk about with what the Titans look like. But you have to remember, I think they're going to take a pretty substantial step backwards on offense because they lost both of their wide receivers. And they drafted, um, what the heck was his name? Um, I'm picturing his face. Um, uh, oh my gosh, what is the what is his name? Um, Traylon Burks, the guy that right. everybody wanted the Packers to draft. Yeah, they beat us to him. Yeah, uh, but I, 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 it does not sound like um things are going well for him. I think offensively they may uh be having some trouble. Uh, they don't have Julio, they don't have AJ Brown. Uh, no, but I, they do still have a certain running back. I know the Packers. He, he was not a problem for us. In the snow, when we had a snow, when we had a worse, I'm just saying, I know there'll be a lot to talk about as that game gets closer. Are you picking the Packers to win or lose this game? I am picking the Packers to win, but I am concerned about stopping Derrick Henry. 
Yeah, I'm I, for now. I'm going to pick them. To, I'm going to pick the Packers to win. But as we get closer, and I have more of a feel for what the Titans look like, that could change. I, I think the Titans have the pieces that, if their offense is still putting up points, I think they have the pieces elsewhere to cause problems. Yep. Uh, the following week, we have the the Eagles, and I'm I'll just tell you right now, I'm taking the Packers to lose this game. If you can ooh, ooh 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 ooh. Taking Eagles Eagles might be spicy this year and they might know, they, be they got they got some really good offensive weapons uh they got AJ Brown and Devonta Smith I think that that's going to be a thing Dallas Goddard was the second best tight end in football last year fantastic offensive line Jalen Hurts can hurt you through the air and on the ground I don't understand the Jalen Hurts slander I know he had a bad playoff game but I just I think he's fine. Their their running game is usually good because of their offensive line, even though they don't usually have good running backs. I think that the offense is going to be a problem. Hopefully our defense really shows up. The big question for their defense is going to be the defensive line. You got Hassan Reddick, Fletcher Cox, Javon Hargrave, and um, uh, Graham, Brandon Graham. Those four guys can get it done. They had a bit of a bad year last year. If they take any kind of step forward at all. I think that the Eagles could knock off the Packers. I think this is, you know, this is a road game after two tough home games, but I still think the Packers win this one, but it is going to be close. And uh, the running quarterback, that mobile quarterback still worries me. Let's skip the the next week because it's the bears and they are not going to win win for the Packers. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I, I don't think the Bears are going to win more than three games in the season. I'll be impressed if they make it to three wins. But then you have the defending Super Bowl champ Rams coming after to town. the bye. After the bye. After the bye. Yeah. Here, here's my question to you. And, and my question, I, I will just let this stand as my answer. All right. Mm-hmm. And then you can react to it. Here's my question to you. And I don't even need to answer the question. Do the Rams have a prayer of beating the Packers? Yes. You got you got to you got to keep answering cuz my I my whole answer is summed up in that question. <laughs> uh I I think the Rams have a prayer. I still think the Packers will win the the game when all is said and done, but uh I mean I like the idea of a uh of of a Rams team that relies on the passing game coming in to Green Bay in mid-December at night, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I think that all favors the Packers. Maybe they have, if they re-sign Odell, maybe he's back by then. That's a, a possibility. But overall, I think, you know, last year I thought the Packers were a better team than the Rams. But Last year we beat the Rams. Yes, we did. And we didn't get to face them again in the playoffs. But, uh, yeah, uh, I, I think the Packers will win this game. Then we have Christmas Day at Miami. Um, It's certainly possible that the Dolphins look substantially different at this point. Um, They they have had potential the last couple of years. Uh, They have Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell and Albert Wilson or Cedric Wilson. Mm -hmm. Uh, used to have Albert Wilson. They got those three guys and Mike Kosicki. That is four uh, totally competent weapons to throw to. uh, they're, they're running back. They got chase Edmonds. Um, unfortunately he's running behind, not a very good offensive line. 
I'm picking the Packers to win this one, um, but their defensive line is pretty stout and could cause problems um, if our our offensive line is is uh, a problem at this point of the year. But um, I think if you're I'll say this, if you are struggling against the Dolphins pass rush uh, on, on Christmas Day, I think you have serious, serious concerns about any um, path through the playoffs because there are much better defensive lines that you'll be facing. Yeah, I, I would say that's probably accurate. I think the Packers find a way to win this game, but the Miami defense is definitely a challenge. Um, after that, we have the return Vikings at Packers on New Year's Day. We played them on uh, New Year's Day last year, didn't we? Or maybe it was January 2nd. Yeah. I know I was I was in uh, Green Bay on New Year's Day, and then I, I watched the Vikings game. I just don't recall... Um, was the game on New Year's Day or the day after. But I think it was the day after because the Rose Bowl was the... It was January 2nd. So this one could be tricky because you're going to have had a whole season for all the young guys to gel. You're going to have had a whole season for Kevin O'Connell to fully take over the reins and be driving this ship the way he wants, or I should say driving this cart the way he wants, since I said Mm -hmm. reins. What are your thoughts on if we can possibly have enough information at this point in the year to predict the Vikings turnaround by January? Do you think we have enough information at this point, or is it just too much wait and see? I think it's a lot of wait and see. I'm picking the Vikings this year to have somewhere between seven and nine wins. That's that's my feeling. Like I said at the beginning, they'll be a better team on New Year's Day than they will be in week one. But I still think at Lambeau Field, you got a dome team coming in to January 1st at Lambeau. Uh, And I I think, you know, the Vikings are the team that the Packers have struggled with in the division more than any of their other division opponents in the Aaron Rodgers era. Mm -hmm. He's going to want to make good. I think the Packers win this game. All right, I'm going to pick the Vikings to win this one. I, I just think that the Vikings are going to be good enough. And, I, you know, even when they haven't been good, they still split with us frequently. I think they do. I, I think that uh, this game toward the end of the season, um, especially if the Packers have already secured their playoff spot, you could see them maybe throwing it a bit too much in cruise control. I'm going to take the Vikings to win this one. Um, and then for, for the following game against the Lions, uh, much of what you said about the Lions applies here. I think you have to be on the lookout for splitting with the Lions because they do play us hard. Uh, I know they didn't in um, 2020, but they they did rack up a win in 2021. I think it's it's certainly possible that you see a repeat of what you did last year where the Packers are resting a bunch of guys, right. whatever. So I, I, I'm going to pick them to pick the Packers to lose one of these two games, either Vikings or Lions, and kind of for different reasons. If they lose to the Lions, I think maybe it has more to do with popping her into neutral and, and resting some guys. Um, and then if they do lose to the Vikings, I think that they'll play harder against the Lions because maybe that win uh, has a lot more meaning uh, because you are down one from losing the, the previous week. So I'm picking the Packers to go. 14 and three this year. I think they're going to lose once to either the Vikings or the lions, but that's going to come later in the season. I'm not concerned about them losing week one, right? I'm picking them to lose to the Eagles and I'm picking them to lose to um, probably of that trio earlier on in the year, probably the Patriots, but one of Buccaneers, Patriots, Giants. 
Okay. That that's fair. I I, I mean, I think the Packers are gonna win 13, 14 games. I, I think that's where mm-hmm. we're at. Uh they always find a way to blow one game that they should win. I I think, you know, you, you talked about, you know, maybe losing to Detroit or Minnesota or losing yeah. to Tampa yeah. Bay or uh uh who was the team after Tampa Bay New England. So, you know, I, I, I think, I think I, I had them favored in all but two games and I think there'll be one other loss. So I'm going 14 wins, I think for this season. All right. Very fair. Um, so we didn't save a lot of time, but let's, let's go, go ahead and do our draft anyways. I think we can crank this out here. Um, so we're going to flip a coin here. I got my, uh, flip a coin simulator online. So, uh, Mr. Martin, heads or tails? Uh, tails, please. All right. You won last time, so we'll see. I'm going to click it, and it's taking forever. It's tails. You win again. So you get the first pick in the draft. We're not snaking this draft. It's just one, two, one, two, one, two. So uh, we're going to be drafting uh, a quarterback, five offensive linemen, a running back, two wide receivers, a tight end, an offensive flex, Two cornerbacks, two safeties, a linebacker, two edge rushers, three defensive linemen, and a defensive flex. And we're going to draft a kicker, a punter, and a, well, we're not going to do a long snapper because we respect our audience's time and um, attention. So we're going to instead draft a return specialist because that's a lot more fun. So first pick goes to you, Mr. Martin. You can draft any position you want. Got to go with Aaron Rodgers. Who else am I going to take? It was the obvious choice, and uh, I, I told you before we started recording, I said, no matter which one of us is drafting first, I know who the first player off the board is going to be. Right. right. It was Aaron Rodgers. So um, I'm going to go second, and um, I'm going to take a receiver. from. No, I'm going to take a pass rusher. I'm going to take a pass rusher for mine. And I'm going to be drafting Rashawn Gary. Okay, excellent choice. Excellent choice. Uh, I want to stop the passing game. I'm going to go with Jair. All right. Oh, nasty. All right. Jair to Gill. Um, let me see. I think I'm, Oh, this is a tough one. I'm, I'm right there. I'm going to take Justin Jefferson wide receiver. Excellent choice. Excellent choice. Uh, you know what? Um, boy, gotta gotta think about this one. It's a no. It's too soon. It's too soon. You're gonna go with Justin Jefferson at wide receiver. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, okay. I have my next pick queued up. I'm sure you do. Uh Mm-mm-mm-mm. I'm going to take a little bit of a gamble. David Bakhtiari. Dang it. That's who I was going to take. All right. Well, then I'm going to take um, Taylor Decker. Okay. That's a good choice. That is a good choice. Uh, give me Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook. You can have him. <laughs> All right, and he's your running back. Um, yeah. 
So I am going to take, oh, this is tough. I'm going to take Daniil Hunter. Okay, good good choice. Uh, TJ Hawkinson. Oh, dang it. Oh, oh. <laughs> Killing me. All right, TJ Hawkinson to you. Um, I am going to take uh, Elton Jenkins. Okay. Uh, Preston Smith. Oh, Preston Smith. All right. Preston to Gill. So I'm going to go ahead and um, I'm going to take my defensive flex. And no, actually, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do. Which, I'm going to take a corner. Which corner do I take? I guess I'll take Eric Stokes. Good choice. Good choice. Uh, I'll take Zedarius. Yeah, that's fine. I was thinking about him. Um, but I'm going to take, for my flex, I'm going to take Aiden Hutchinson. Okay. Good choice. Good choice. Nice to see you picking a Michigan man. Uh... <laughs> well, now I'm reconsidering. <laughs> Give me Devondre. Devondre Campbell to you. Okay. Um, I'm going to take. Oh, let's see. I'm going to take uh, Amon Ra St. Brown. Good choice. Good choice. I like that. Uh, let's see. I know. I need. I'll go with Adam Thielen. All right. Well, I'm I'm glad I took um took the guys that when I did because I was I was trying to see if you're going to snipe me on receiver. It looks like you were. So, <laughs> um, I really desperately need a corner at this point, and the problem is the only good corners are on the Packers. Yeah. So, I guess I'll I'll go ahead and take Cam Dantzler. Okay. Uh I'll grab Rasul. Okay. Um all right, and I'm going to take Adrian Amos. Okay. Uh I will grab uh Josh Myers. Josh Myers, I'm taking Harrison Smith. Okay. Uh give me Kenny Clark. Oh. Steal. Steel. Okay. Um dang. Uh well I guess I'll go ahead and take uh Dalvin Tomlinson then. Alright, that's a that's a good choice. That's a good choice. Do we have any bears on our rosters at all? No, of course not. No no bears should be on anybody's roster. <laughs> that's well, I mean I know talent wise they are near the bottom of, of the league. I'm just thinking out loud that we just don't have nope. uh, any bears, you know, you are well, go ahead and take a bear right now. I'm not I eager to do to. that. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I, I am not eager to take a bear. Uh, just making an observation, I guess. Uh, well, take somebody. That. Yeah, no, I, I understand. Uh, I have my linebackers, my edge rushers, uh, 
this is tough. This is tough. Uh, you took Aiden Hutchinson. Um, boy, this is this is. Uh, all right, I will take a bear. Uh, let's go with Robert Quinn. Robert Quinn. Okay. So, so he is your defensive flex. Yes. All right, I'm going to take Penny Sewell. Good pick. Good pick. This is your pick now. It is my pick. Uh. <laughs> Let me take uh, Runyon. John Runyon to Gill. All right. And I am going to take Frank Ragnow. Good choice. I already have Meyer, so I couldn't take him. But, yeah, uh, but That's why I took Sewell last round. I, there's a yeah. bunch of bunch of guys out there I still want, but, uh, you know, draft strategy. I'm like, well, I don't have to take this because yeah. you have this, et cetera. So uh, I have four offensive linemen I really like. Taylor Decker, Elton Jenkins, Penny Sewell, and Frank Ragnow. This is going to be a problem for people. Yeah, yeah, that is. Uh, I'll take Darnell Savage. All right, Darnell Savage to Gill. Um, and then I'm going to take... Oh, boy. I don't even know why I have the uh, Bears roster open in front of me. <laughs> so... Um, it's hard because I like to think out loud, but I don't want to do that with you on this call. So, yeah, all right, okay. I am going to take Harrison Phillips, defensive tackle. Okay. I will take Harrison Smith. You can't. I already took him. Oh, you took Harrison Smith. Okay. Yep. Sorry. Sorry. Boy, that doesn't leave a lot of safety. <laughs> nope. That's why I took mine early. Uh, hey, you could always take Jaquan Brisker. He's a yeah, I, for the could. Bears. I could, I could, uh, I, I could, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but do I want to? Uh, god, good question. Yeah, you know, rookies, you know, it's uh, always tough. You know what? I'll play it a little more conservative. Well, no, you know what? I will take Brisker, we'll have one rookie on my roster. All right, Jaquan Brisker. So now we got me. So I'm going to snipe. I'm going to take uh, Brian O'Neill. Okay. Right, right tackle for the Vikings. So I have my entire offensive line intact. Okay. I will. Uh, I will take Alan Lazard. Al Lazar to Gill. All right. Um, I'm going to. Hmm. Ba, 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 ba. Uh, let me. I'm going to take my returner. And I'm going to take. Um, so the, this is a guy that uh, most have not heard of. And I don't even know how to say his name. But uh, Keen Nwangu played for the Vikings last year. He was the third highest graded returner last okay. year. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do him. He's by far looks like the best returner in the NFC North. Okay. But again, I don't know how to say his name because I had never heard of him before today. I just decided to look up who was, <laughs> who was the best at it. Fair enough. 
let's see. No, no, and no. This is uh, not so easy here. Um, who? Uh, is Panay Sewell still available? Nope. No, I thought you took. Uh, boy, oh boy. I still need a couple of linemen. Uh, I'll go with Yash. All right, Yash Nyman. Okay. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and take a kicker. I'm going to go with Money Mason. Okay. Good pick right there. He's got his kicker already. Listen to this. I know. (laughs) (laughs) And you picked first. Yeah, well, I'm saving kicker, but you know, I know you're not taking another one. So exactly. There you go. Well, well, you know what? I might. uh, Maybe you should hedge your bets and take a kicker. I might want a two kicker look. Yeah, that that great two kicker special teams situation. I mean, uh, I don't even know who the kickers are for some of these other teams. To be honest with you, well, you're not taking a kicker right now. So you, you get you have an offensive line spot. You have an I, offensive flex, and then you need a uh, two defensive tackles, and then all three of your special teamers. So offensive line, flex, uh, offensive flex, two defensive linemen. And well, I have two defensive linemen. You have Kenny Clark. Well, and, you, I guess. Quinn. Well, Quinn last year played as a, a, a stand-up um outside linebacker do you want to put him on the defensive line as a... i'm putting him on the line yeah okay he's on the line then okay that's fine that's okay. fine you know what i'm gonna do that with aiden hutchinson as well i don't want him in my yeah place. i figured you would do that with aiden so okay okay all right so what i still need now is one offensive lineman uh one flex offensive player yep uh and a kicker a punter, a punter return a return specialist, and a defensive flex, right? That's what yep. I'm lacking? Yep. Okay. Uh, v- 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 um, you know, give me uh, Taylor Decker. I already took Taylor Decker. You already took Taylor Decker. I have Taylor Decker, Elton Jenkins, Penny Sewell, Frank Ragnow, and Brian O'Neill. All right. You're leaving me with scraps here on the offensive line. That was my intention. I, I see that. Really and, hard on the and, and it line. worked. I mean, I don't want to take any of these other players that are available I'll, because they're terrible. I'll, t- <laughs> I'll tell you what you need. You might need I'll, some wide receiver I'll, help. You have Adam Thielen and Alan Lazard. You might need a third guy. That, that is true. And uh, a, a little uh, wide receiver help would probably be a good idea. So give me Darnell Mooney then. All right, Darnell Mooney to Gill. I am fine with that. And then I'm going to take Aaron Jones. Good pick. Uh, I'll round out my offensive line with Lucas Patrick. Lucas Patrick, currently a Chicago Bear. I'm going to take, as my offensive flex, I'm going to take A.J. Dillon. Good choice. Very good choice. Okay. Uh, 
just need another defensive lineman and a defensive flex and your special teamers. Okay. Uh, do, 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 do. You know what? We're, we're going uh, defensive lineman and I'll take Devontae Wyatt. All right. That's, you know what? That's fair. That's fair. I should have taken him earlier. All right. So I'm going to go. Hmm. Uh, I had who I wanted. Oh, I'm taking. So this is my defensive flex. I'm taking. Lewis seen the rookie safety to the Vikings. I I thought about the draft. I thought about that. So good choice. This is to you. Ah, give me Greg Joseph, the kicker from the Vikings. Greg Joseph. All right. Um, Me again. I know what position I'm targeting, but there's none of these in the NFC North. Like They just basically don't exist. All right. I'm going to take a massive gamble that really might not pay off. I'm going to take... With Eric Kendricks and Jordan Hicks available, I'm going to go with Quay Walker. Okay. He's my only linebacker, so this could be an issue. But I just looking at what uh, Hicks and Kendricks did last year, I feel comfortable that Walker can be at least that good this year unless he's just the worst player ever. <laughs> so this, this pick is to you. Uh... Let's see. Oh, you know what? What what do I still need? A punter, a returner, and a, a flex on defense or offense do I need? Flex on defense. Flex on defense. Uh, try to see if I, mi- if I entered one incorrectly because somehow... So you still have, let's see, I have one, two, three, and then you, oh yeah, you have, you have three because you, because you're two special teamers. Okay. So we both right. have to pick three players. Okay, go ahead. All right. So I need a punter, a return specialist, and, and a defensive flex. flex. Yep. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, all right, I'll, I'll I will take. Give me. Uh, give me Jerron Reed. Jerron Reed, Gil. You committed an error Uh-oh. because there was only one spot left where we both had to pick a player. There's nowhere else I could beat you, except for punter. Go for it. <laughs> uh, so I, of the um, just poverty of punters that there are in the NFC North, I'm going to take Jack Fox away from Detroit. All right. That would have been my first choice. I'll take O'Donnell then. If that we're, would be my second one. Yeah. That would be right. Exactly. Exactly. Right. So um, I only have two left to go. You have one left to go. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take my – 
uh, quarterback, and it's going to be Kirk Cousins. Okay. And we need a return specialist for me now? Yep. Good Lord. <laughs> you need a return specialist. I need a tight end. Well, you go ahead and, and think about your return specialist. I am going to take Irv Smith as my tight end. Okay. Irv Smith or Robert Tunyon, and I'm going to take the guy who at least doesn't have a busted ACL right now. Yeah, that's probably uh, – uh, uh, I'll take Golden Khalil dice. Herbert, I guess. Khalil Herbert. Um, is he still with the Bears? I he's on he's the still. roster uh, that okay, I'm looking yes, at. Is. Yes, he is. You're right. So, You're right. Yeah. So Khalil Herbert to Gill. So here's our teams. So for Gill on offense, he's got Aaron Rodgers protected by David Bakhtiari, John Runyon, Josh Myers, Lucas Patrick, and Yash Nyman. I think we know what that looks like. We do. He's going to be throwing to Adam Thielen and Al Lazard and Darnell Mooney. Mm-hmm. Tight end is TJ Hawkinson. Mm-hmm. Running back is Dalvin Cook. That's a pretty darn good offense. Here's my offense. I have uh, Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. And then probably the best offensive line in football. <laughs> I have, uh, let's see, my left tackle is Taylor Decker. My right tackle is probably Penny Sewell. Right. Um, my right guard is going to be Brian O'Neill. Elton Jenkins is my left guard, and Frank Ragnow is my center. So you don't have a left guard till midseason. Um, you know what? That's that's minutia detail. <laughs> you try lining up with four offensive line. <laughs> well, we're gonna go undefeated the rest of the season, so uh, we'll we will put Irv Smith in at left guard uh-huh. <laughs> for a while. Um. All right, and then um, I have both of the Packers running backs. I have Justin Jefferson, Amon Ross, St. Brown, and Herb Smith. I think that uh, – well, I'll, I'll let you answer. Who do you think has the better offense? Uh, you know what? I think overall you probably top to bottom have better, but I think Aaron Rodgers makes me a little more dangerous and a little less prone to mistakes. All right, that's probably fair. Defensively, you ha- your, your front – your defensive line, you got Kenny Clark, Robert Quinn, Devontae Wyatt, and Jerron Reed. Mm-hmm. That's pretty darn good. Mm-hmm. Your edge rushers are Preston and Zedarius. I think we know what they look I'm like. I'm reuniting the Smith brothers. Linebacker is Devondre Campbell. Mm-hmm. And then your defensive backs, Jair, Rasul, Darnell Savage, and Jaquan Brisker. So other than Jaquan Brisker, you know who all these guys are. And it's a pretty Packers-centric um, offense well, and defense. Yes. Well, Makes look, sense. It's a darn good team. They're the best team in the division talent-wise, and it's the team we cover. So, yeah. Yep. I mean, I think there's a few good reasons for that. Here's my defense, all right? Def- defensive line. I have Dalvin Tomlinson, Harrison Phillips, and Aiden Hutchinson. We're going with a 3-4 look. We got uh, Rashawn Gary and Daniil Hunter. That could be lethal. Quay Walker is the lone linebacker holding this down. And that may be uh, somewhat supplemented by the fact that I have three safeties. I really feel confident in who can sneak up and and help Quay Walker out. You got Adrian Amos and Harrison Smith. I would say clearly the two best safeties in the division. And then a very promising safety in Lewis Mm scene. 
Mm-hmm. My corners are young, bit inexperienced, and have some room to grow, but I like their potential. Eric Stokes and Cam Dantzler. Who has the better defense, you or me? I, I think I have an edge on D. But. I think you do as well. I think I think that my offense is a little bit better than yours. I think your defense is a little bit better than mine. Yep. I think that's special about. special teams. Um, somehow we still managed to have two Packers special teamers on here, but no return specialists from Green Bay. We right. have Greg Joseph, Pat O'Donnell, and returner Khalil Herbert. That's not too bad. I have Mason Crosby, Jack Fox, and Keen Nwangu. You know you what? Wanted it's a horse piece. You, you just wanted to say that name. <laughs> I, I should have been listening to a pronunciation in my headphones while you were like picking some other position. Um, <laughs> all right. So do either of us have an edge on special teams or is this just a league average special teams? League average, I think. All righty. So these are our teams. Um, I, I Man, this would be a fun game to watch. I think it'd be a pretty close game, too. It'd be fun. It would be all fun. All right. That is our episode. That's going to do it. For us today, follow us here on Twitter at Gil Packers and at JJ Lake. You can stay up to date on all things Packers or to ask us questions. You can email us at askmohuddle at gmail.com. Make sure you're subscribed to Packers Talk on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Big thanks to PackersTalk.com for powering our show, and thank you for listening. Until next time, go Pack Go! Go Pack Go! You are listening to Packers Talk Radio Network. Packers Talk. Dot com.